Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Welcome back, everyone, to our Enterprise Fleet Summit. And in this fireside chat, we are going to be talking about driver's health. Now, to be honest, when I go on road trips uh, or long drives, I eat terribly. I rarely exercise. My health is the absolute last thing on my mind. I'm just trying to enjoy the scenery and the beautiful America within itself. But I am lucky. I am not a truck driver or anyone within your incredible workforces who's moving our economy on a daily basis. And uh, I'm fortunate for that case. And that being said, today we're going to be talking about your driver's health and how to maintain that health on the road. With me, of course, is Jeff Serafon, CEO of Interstate Health Systems, a group that's working to build a network of care facilities, not just for truck drivers, but for travelers and those in underserved communities as well. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us today. Grace, it's great to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course, and with your experience, I'd love to hear more about the common health issues that are really concerning truck drivers today and how we're working to address those as well. Right. Well, you know, the thing that I've uh, seen um, with the driver population, um, yeah, I've spent a lot of time taking care of, of uh, community healthcare settings and rural healthcare and, uh, and other type of environments over the years. Um, and what we see in the driver population um, is really not that different other than it's just very, um, the, the rates are much higher. So when you look at just what I would call the comorbid conditions that our general population has, you're going to find them in a much higher incident rate. So with it, starting with things like obesity, and when you have bigger, uh, higher rates of obesity, you're going to have higher rates of other things that follow with obesity, like diabetes and heart problems and sleep apnea problems. And, you know, just uh, in general, uh, it's just a, a less healthy population. And so our, our task is, uh, you know, how do we, how do we help that? You know, and what's, what's at the root cause of that? And one of the things that we've really uh, just tried to hone in on is, um, is access. Um, we see access as probably one of the greatest obstacles to improving health. Uh, and then uh, when you start to, well, let me back up for a minute. Uh, I, I like that too, the uh, creation of the Salvation Army. And if you look back at some of the history of that, they talked about, you know, it, it's great to go out and reach people and talk to people, but if they don't have shelter and they don't have clothes, it's hard for them to think about anything else, right? And I look at healthcare for drivers in much the same way is that, you know, there's a lot of things that we can do. There's a lot of advancements in healthcare. There's a lot of technology out there. But if we don't have basics, like just just basic access to healthcare to begin to embrace and deliver and work with that population, then it's really hard to get to some of the other advances in healthcare that we we've seen over the years. So we've really started to try to focus on that problem because we think it's it's one of the greatest hindrances in improving health and and the population. And that is how do we create 
Access, and Access hasn't happened really well. And uh, I've spent a lot of time trying to understand why. And I really believe if you look at the way a lot of healthcare has been built over the years, you're always trying to invest uh, resources and how do you help 80% of the population? And what you realize is we've got 3% of the population here that are taking care of all of our goods, moving things everywhere. But when you're designing healthcare solutions, they're not always investing in what we, we could do for that 3%. Well, that's why I think some of the the real solutions for these things are going to come inside the industry because who else is going to be looking at that 3%? And that's our drivers that are out there on the road every day. So uh, I think that, um, you know, we see a lot of conditions, uh, but we have some fundamental problems to being able to really help provide solutions. And that starts with improving access for the drivers when when they're out there on the road and when they're working. I'd love to elaborate on that a little bit as well, the access aspect of it, because, you know, it's interesting. We look at a number of pieces of trucking, right? You have truck parking issues. Accessible parking is a problem. Uh, accessible bathrooms, you could say, is also a problem, right? Uh, right. In what ways have you found, when you say it's limited access, uh, how difficult is it for a driver if they catch a cold today to find somewhere or or to access somewhere to go get that checkout. Right. Well, you know, I, I uh, and I may have shared this story with you before, but I always go back to what I've I've learned to talking with with drivers. And I had the, the pleasure of talking with a retired driver just a couple months ago that uh, got the flu when he was out on an over the road um, load for uh, and he was gone, supposed to be gone for a week or so. And he got the flu and he knew that once he realized he needed a doctor, that there really wasn't a place for him to go with that truck. And so nobody had to tell him he'd been on the road for 30 years. He knew that, that when that happened now, when, when I'm, I'm back for a day or if I'm doing something short and I can get rid of the trailer, you know, some, I get more options, but when he was on the road and he had that tractor trailer, he knew. And he got, um, he told me a story about when he got the flu, when he was out on the road, he pulled into a rest area. He was in that rest area for three days, three days. He says, I didn't, I didn't have food. I didn't have medicine. I just knew that I had to get strong enough where I could drive my truck again and finish what I was doing. That should never happen. It breaks my heart when I hear stories like that, but that's the reality. And, and I, I say that because um, nobody had to tell him what his access was. He'd been on the road long enough to know. And again, most things are not uh, uh, built with that making that extra investment to make sure that there's accessible truck parking and other things. Everybody's always trying to, to do what they can to get their cost, their projects in on the on, uh, the lowest cost. And so those are the things that you lose is those extra, those extra things. So, uh, so most of the healthcare out on the road is just not very accessible. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Uh, you have seen over the years some small, uh, you know, kind of single providers, even some chiropractors that are doing physicals. You know, the, I think some of the the challenge we see with that is there's really... Uh, that's really something to meet a regulatory requirement. And we're not seeing any connection to that in continuity care. So it's like what happens in that physical, what happens after you leave that physical is that it's your experience is over. And so when you get sick, there's nothing to go uh, back to. And so we really think that those things have to be fixed. Now, some of the places where you've seen some of the greatest advancements over the last you know, five, 10 years has been in virtual care. So telemedicine and other things. But the challenge with that and the industry, with the transportation industry is that most of those advances have been focused on the largest population of people that can be helped by things. So they tend to be uh, less sick patients looking for care, right? And so telemedicine tends to be for at least most of the uses of it tend to be for patients that are not uh, emergencies and they're trying to avoid going into a doctor visit. And maybe I have a sore throat or maybe I have a rash or something else that somebody can look at or you know take care of easily. And I'll go back to our very first question about the conditions or health concerns for the drivers. Remember, these are uh, not this is not a general population that today you would say is more well or less sick than the general population. They have more comorbid conditions. They tend to be sicker. They tend to be more at-risk patients. Therefore, they tend to be the ones that benefit the least from telemedicine the way it's done and has grown over the last five, 10 years. I do believe and I know that there have been a lot of advancements uh, that can help make virtual care more available. And that's going to have to be part of the solution. But we want to make sure that we can help uh, guide that so it's built in a way that's meaningful for this population of people. So over time, as we can, uh, we want to work both in the industry and then within the company also at Interstate Health to make sure that things that can help more um, patients that have more conditions, uh, for example, those, those, diabetic or heart-related follow-ups, you know, those those are things that sick patients need. Those are the things we need to see delivered virtually to really help them keep up with those visits and not have to experience uh, missing doctor's visits because you need to stay on the road, right? And so, but that's not been the place where you've seen the most availability and accessibility uh, created over the last five, 10 years in virtual visits or telemedicine. And so, you know, it's, it's a bit of catching up the technology with the patient population that is specific for a more sick population. And, uh, and I think those are some of the advancements that, that we can make to, to help solve some of those issues. And, 
again, when you have a system that works, then you can really start working and supporting them into, um, you know, how can we actually start focusing more on preventative and wellness and other things that really can make a difference. And it's all part of having a system that works together. And I think that uh, one of the greatest challenges that we have is uh, these solutions, I think, are going to have to happen a lot inside the industry because it's just the population is good. But if you look in any particular location, healthcare is local all across the country. If you look at any particular location locally, there's not enough drivers in those locations sometimes to warrant some of the investments from the healthcare industry. And so we're, we're, we're jumping inside with the transportation industry and say, let's create the solutions inside transportation that work for transportation and, uh, and try to focus on that 3% that really, can, you know, we all depend on, uh, but, um, but haven't been able to receive a system that really works for them. Well, I want to, we'll dive into pre- preventative uh, aspects here in a second, but I want to ask from the work that you're doing, what have you learned about what needs to be done in order to create this system? Is there any specific areas that lack more of these uh, healthcare services? Is there a certain type of location that you're hoping to put facilities that will, will help drivers? What What is the path to better a better system over time? Well, um, we, we believe the path just starts with we, we just have to listen and focus on uh, on the the drivers and and the and and the fleets the, the companies and talk to them about where do you need it um, you know we we can see where it's more convenient for a truck to pull off the road we can we can see where it's uh, more convenient to put in another uh, hub or distribution center for a, a large fleet company so you know, the, the knowledge as to what they're telling us already, what's more convenient for us. And the, the question is, can we create healthcare in those areas that really uh, works and understanding the economics of creating that, that, that those access points? Uh, because we, we, like I said, we, we think technology is going to be really important. We think the industry coming around uh, about increasing awareness and wellness initiatives and food selections, all of those things are going to be really important. We're starting with what we see as the biggest need. Uh, the, the, we, we assess this as the biggest need that exists today. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Uh, but as we do that, it's, it's really about uh, focusing on uh, where is most convenient for the drivers, where we can create and solve the most problems. And then how do we get to that place and create a healthcare access point or a clinic in that example, uh, a, a clinic that can survive economically, right? And some of the challenges is, is um, you know, even if you have 400 trucks pulled off the side of a ro- road somewhere, you may not have enough of those people that need healthcare that day to support a clinic. And so what we're doing is we're kind of doing the reverse of what 
most healthcare has done across the country. Um, we're instead of working on the 80% and then hoping that we can help the, the, the 3% along the way, we're focused on the 3% and then we're bringing in the 80% to help us create successful, um, clinics in those areas. And so when we're putting in a, a place where we can get healthcare, like we're, we're so excited about our, uh, uh, our, our new, uh, clinic that we're building down at the Portfield Center outside of the Port of Savannah. You know, there's 12,000 trucks turns a day going through that port. We know that's a place that, that you know, is very accessible and needed for healthcare drivers. <laughs> but uh, we, we're we building it in such a way that it, we can help healthcare in that community also. And when we can combine those needs, then we can have something that is accessible and we can bring more healthcare services there as opposed to just, you know, a single person doing a few trans, uh, you know, transportation physicals without any continuity of care. We, we want to get away from that. We want to say, how can we build something that's bigger, reaches more people? And sometimes that means reaching out to the community and kind of bringing in the community into the solution. Uh, but, uh, you know, we, we are really focused on what, what are the most convenient things and what helps the drivers the most? And if we can go to those areas and figure out how to solve making, a, making healthcare access points clinics available in those areas, we can solve the problem. Okay, well, maybe there's, not an, there's a lot of drivers, but maybe there's not enough. That's okay. We'll, we'll work and we'll support the community also. And if we can support the community, we can keep a bigger clinic open and that's going to help the drivers. And so it's kind of combining the needs, but doing it from a driver first perspective. I love that. I think that's really how all stakeholders in our industry need to look at it, right? And hopefully we start to see a change, not only in the healthcare system, but even down to, like we said, bathrooms and, and that kind of stuff is part of your health, right? Like that has to do regulating your body is, is part of this. I have about well, uh, 30 seconds here with you, Jeff. Where can people learn more about the work that you're doing? Oh, absolutely. Interstatehealth.com. Uh, we, uh, uh, we, we have our website up and running now. And what you'll see over uh, the next few weeks is that's getting updated with um, <clears throat> new locations and how you can get um, scheduled visits. Uh, but we, uh, we, we intend to be uh, out there and, and, and meeting and, and talking to drivers. But please find us on interstatehealth.com. You can find us uh, through Interstate Health on most of the social medias now. And um, again, we're, we're excited about building new solutions for the industry and try to tackle a problem that really needs all of our attention. Well, I, I appreciate the work that you're doing and that your team is doing and especially having uh, the career that you have and, and the way that you're executing this project is amazing. So thank you so much. And thank you so much for our audience today. Enjoy the rest of the summit as well. Thanks, Grace. Take care.